Welcome to Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, where we promote integration and collaboration. Whether you are just starting your practice or you are ready to push the profession forward, we aim to provide you all the tools necessary to form relationships and educate your community. After all, spines of all sizes deserve to be adjusted. Welcome to our podcast and thanks for listening. Hey guys, it's Dr. K with Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, and this week I'm taking a request. To say the world right now, people are demanding, and um, I've had someone reach out to me saying that they are struggling dealing with some of the patient owners that have started with them recently. And full disclosure, you attract what you deserve. So if we are attracting the wrong client into our practice, we are going to have to deal with, quote unquote, some of these less than ideal uh, customers. So today I want to talk a little bit more about how to filter these people out and maybe not attract them in the first place. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Hey guys, treating patients is not about doing everything alone. When you're starting a practice, it can be hard getting out there, marketing yourself, talking to other providers about what you do. I get it. I am strongly introverted. I do not like talking to other people. And the last thing I want to do is try and sell myself. But it is really important when I'm working on patients that I remember I am working together as a team. So there are other parts to the animal care team and I need to do my part to reach out and talk with them and learn from them about what is important that they're doing that impacts what I'm doing and vice versa. So I really love the Evidence-Based Chiropractor, a program developed by Dr. Jeffrey Langmade because it helps bridge the gap between medical doctors and chiropractors so that way we can figure out what is best for our patients. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about his program, I recommend you looking him up on the Evidence-Based Chiropractor chiropractor.com. All right, guys, so the world is crazy right now, and we're having a lot of demanding patient owners, starting with animal chiropractic care. And before I get into this podcast episode, I don't want to minimalize where we are right now. And I want us to learn from what is going on so maybe that way we don't repeat what happens in the future and regardless of your political or personal beliefs i believe veterinary care needs to change i think medical care needs to change i think that we need to tell our clients that is very very important from a dog's young age or a horse's young age that we recognize and realize it is our job to proactively address that animal's health. I should be thinking maybe I should be, you know, doing um, a better diet, better quality exercise, better lifestyle before I have to reactively run into an issue. I think we're dealing with a lot of really raw and really challenging pet owners right now because they're in a crisis moment where they can't get into the veterinarian or the veterinarian can't take them for three to four weeks um, for the emergency, quote unquote, and they're eagerly trying to search for alternative solutions. So enter the animal chiropractor for the dog that can't get his pain medication, right? I'm getting the animal owner that's already upset because they can't get in for their vet appointment. So then we're just kicking that can down the road. So the vet doesn't have space for them and I do. So now I get to catch all the flack for A, that vet that can't see them and then B, um, you know, that animal that has chronic pain issues that should have been addressed maybe a long time ago, right? So I want us to translate to our pet owners, it is not your vet's job 
to fix all of your pet's chronic health care issues. It is your job to proactively plan for your animal's best health, and you should not wait until you have a crisis or an emergency to seek help, okay? And I just, I really, really feel for my veterinary colleagues right now because there is just not enough vets to go around to deal with all of the, the, the pet health care needs right now. So I want us to realize that this issue is a part of a bigger issue, but um, if we niche down, down to animal chiropractic, what's happening right now in my own business as well is I'm getting these pet care owners or these pet owners that are coming into my practice because they have this pet who they can't get into the veterinarian and it's struggling with this health issue. And because they can't get in, they're looking into alternative care options, maybe not their top option, right? So I'm getting basically a client that I maybe not have, would not have gotten otherwise, okay? And we can maybe do a different podcast episode entirely on how to attract the right patient into your office, um, your ideal client. But today we're going to focus on these non-ideal people that are coming into your practice and how to quote-unquote deal with them. I think some people stumble into animal chiropractic and love it. And then I think there's also the people that stumble in and they just you can never make them happy, okay? So I love when I get uh, option A, where somebody didn't necessarily know they're looking for animal chiropractic, but then they find it and they love it and they'll never go back because they think it's awesome, right? I hope that's the case for everybody. But unfortunately, we run into um, a lot of option B, where we have an animal owner who stumbles into animal chiropractic. Maybe they didn't want it, but they were out of options. And then they just aren't happy with the results they're seeing. And it, it's maybe not your fault because you weren't set up for success because you have that 16 year old dog right who you know has chronic health issues and is now coming in for an appointment and you can't fix everything right so if we have this option b owner who comes in and they're just always upset and you're not fully addressing the pet's complaint and they're just frustrated and both of you don't know why you're showing up for the appointment This is who I'm talking to. This is the type of client you really don't need in your practice, but if they are there, because let's be real, sometimes they do come and they are there, how do you address these people, okay? So I have Sally who owns Fluffy, and Fluffy comes in, and Fluffy's an old dog. He's 16. He's got a limp. He's got a patella that needed a, um, a surgery and they never got it. And he did great on meloxicam for five years, but now he's just not quite right. And the meloxicam isn't helping anymore. And they don't want to do the rimadyl carprofen or gabapentin or what have you because his liver and kidneys are bad. This probably sounds like if you see small animals, lots of your patients, right? And then they're seeing you because they have nothing else. And Fluffy's too old for surgery and they don't know what else to do. But they don't want to put Fluffy down, so here they are, okay? And Fluffy limps in his back right hind leg. So instead of every visit, me saying, how are we doing? How is Fluffy doing? Because I know what they're going to tell me between every visit. Oh, well, Fluffy's still limping. It's not helping. He still has to take pain medication. He still can't do X, Y, or Z. Because I know they're going to tell me that, right? So why do I ask the question, how is Fluffy doing? I'm just setting myself up for failure. When I go and see Sally and I'm seeing Fluffy, I instead need to set myself up for success. I need to bring the value of animal chiropractic. Because if we know 
for this patient, animal chiropractic isn't going to make a huge improvement. It's not going to cure everything. We have to set up expectations, right? So if we know that the owner is expecting this and they're actually gonna get this, then we need to bridge the gap between the, do, the two and make the owner realize like, hey, you know, this has been going on a while and I can't get what you're asking me, right? <clears throat> so I had, um, I'm gonna come back to that, but I had this uh, um, person call me, they're young, they're in practice, and uh, they were in tears, and they had a fluffy, <laughs> and they were treating a Sally, and um, this, this provider, they were in tears, right? Because we wanna do everything we can. We're good people, right? We wanna do everything we can to help these animals live their best life and um, express life to its fullest potential. But unfortunately, sometimes we get a Fluffy in our practice and we feel like we can't do everything for Fluffy. And we want Fluffy to get better, but Sally keeps telling us that how awful he's doing, so we just feel like an awful person because we're not getting results for Sally, right? And it's not your fault because maybe you could have done a better job at telling Sally that's not realistic for Fluffy, okay? So I had the, I told this provider like, hey, it's not all your fault. If you have a hundred year old man who has never brushed his teeth and he finally decides to go to the dentist, would it be unrealistic for him to tell his dentist I want this fixed in one visit? No, right? It's gonna take a couple visits. And is it still gonna benefit him to be there? Yes, right? But it's gonna take some time, okay? You can't 100% get rid of the problem that's been going on for a long, long time, right? So we instead need to say, okay, um, this has been going on a long time and I know you're expecting it to be fixed like yesterday. However, the body takes time to heal. And if you're looking for this, this is your expectation. Like we need to ask the owner like, hey, what is your expectation? And they say, I want him not to limp anymore. We have to say, well, that expectation isn't realistic for what's going on with Fluffy. Fluffy has a bad knee. Fluffy actually needs surgery, but since we're not doing that, our expectation for him is just to make him functional. He may limp, but he may be able to get around comfortably without pain medication. And if that's okay with you, that we can't fully read that, reach that expectation you have for Fluffy, but we can at least get him functional and get him some relief, then I'm the right fit. But if you think you want more results for Fluffy, then maybe this isn't the right fit and maybe we need to explore other options. Okay, so notice how I said, Okay, is this what you're wanting? If that is what you're wanting, no, I'm not going to move forward with this relationship because I don't wanna put myself in a tough spot where I'm trying to reach unrealistic expectations. And I say, this is what I can offer you. And if you're interested in that, then we can move forward. So I offer the owner, look, this is what's actually realistic. Okay, and this is what we can actually do for you. Are you interested in that? If you are, yes, let's both continue because we both have the same goal, okay? And I try and start most of my older dog owners with that type of talk because if they think Fluffy's gonna feel like he's a puppy again, then we're just not in the right spot. And I think many animal owners are actually of that mindset where they realize like, okay, look, like you're piecing him together with tape and, you know, bubble wrap, right? And I realize that he probably needs this and I can't afford that. So I'm just happy 
if he's happy, right? As long as he can get some relief, I'm okay. And I think many owners will come to that understanding as long as you have a frank conversation as to what's actually obtainable, okay? So if, uh, if you wanna use the dentistry analogy, feel free to, but just say, look, we're not gonna get that kind of result I can get him some relief. If you'd like to move forward, great. Um, if not, I would be happy to continue working with you, but maybe we need to introduce in some additional care as well. So in addition to chiropractic, he also needs acupuncture or massage or rehabilitation, whatever it may be, okay? Maybe they need more care than the owner is willing to initially invest in. But if you build that value, they're interested in doing that, okay? So we have a frank conversation with the owner and then B, we say, but every visit, like, and then every visit we build value. So instead of saying, how is Fluffy doing, setting myself up for failure, I instead ask, what improvements are you noticing? So I set the owner up for thinking positively. So instead of, oh, well, he's still limping, they say, you know what? He actually was able to go up the stairs and he hasn't done that in a long time. Or, you know, he did really well for three days without his pain medication. Or, you know, something positive that happened between visits. I'm building value by saying, what improvements have you noticed? Okay? And if they're adamant that, oh, he's still limping, you say, you know, I know he's still limping. We've already talked and discussed that Fluffy's not going to reach that goal that the owner may have. So, it is important that we address the owner's concern and say, yes, I know he's still limping, but I'm noticing improvements here. I'm seeing more range of motion. I'm seeing less pain on palpation. I'm noticing him doing better with X, Y, or Z. And it's important to notice the small things because many times we, you know, we focus on the negative, but we have to redirect um, into focusing on the positive. So that way the small things that, a, you know, a dog can't tell us like, hey, I'm feeling better, right? Those small things start to add up over time, right? I believe chiropractic is the best thing, okay, for I think many pets need it and the, the owners don't know until they, they see the results that it can have. And it's important to build value each and every visit and redirect these owners so that way, you know, they're comfortable and they're happy with getting alternative care instead. Um, or in addition to the veterinary care that they are receiving. And if you get these difficult owners, know that it's not about you. It's about maybe the, the current state of the world and um, their lives and how it's been impacted. And um, their philosophy with pet care, which used to be reactive, may now need to be more proactive. Um, so tell them, look, I know that this is not normal quote unquote I know the world is not what we used to have and Fluffy's here now and we're gonna do the best we can with what we have and I'm gonna make him feel better but I need you to work together with me so that way we can get there and if you're not happy I'm more than willing to try and find additional options so we can get you where you need to be so you can see uh, the results that you want to have but uh, we have to recognize that the world is not like it used to be and uh, we need to be open to alternative therapies um, because that might be what we have open to us, right? So know that these owners are not um, mad at you. They're just mad at the world, if you will. And um, 
it's not your fault, but the world needs to change and be more proactive about their animal's health. And if you get these uh, negative Nellies, negative Nancys into your practice, um, just know how to support them, encourage them, and show them how to be positive when it comes to their pet's health care. So this is Dr. K with Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic. I hope you found this podcast useful. If you would, please like, share, leave us a review, join our Facebook group. Uh, We're Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic or Making Strides for Animal Chiro. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Hey guys, Dr. Katie here. Thanks for listening. My intention behind starting this podcast was to build awareness and promote our amazing profession. If you like what we're doing here, please like, share, or leave a review. Help us to spread this movement so we all can begin to take steps towards change. Let's make strides for animal chiropractic.